lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand. Here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and of course all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. You can email the program, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Also want to let you know that you can follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Like us and follow us on Facebook. And every now and then you may see hashtag Facebook approved takes. That's my attempt to smuggle intellectual contraband past the Facebook algorithm to get you information Facebook would otherwise prefer you not see because they're in on it. All right. Uh, also, you can just uh, bypass all the censorship altogether by following us on MeWe, Parler, Gab, and Getter. You can also get to censorship-free clips that are free to watch at rumble.com slash show. If you are a small business owner, you can also get caught up in a lot of the pea soup known as human resource issues. And hey, human resource manager salaries are not cheap. They average about 70000 a year. That's why Bambi was created. Bam and B, just like it sounds. B-A-M-B-E-E. It was created specifically for small businesses. They help you get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, maintain your compliance, and all for just $99 a month. No long-term contracts. You can cancel at any time. That's right. You can do this month to month if you want to do it. So if you're in a season right now, Or maybe business is slow and you still need some help, but you can't afford somebody full-time, do it for this particular season. Or they might be your long-term answer as well. You want to get more information and a free HR audit today? Simply go to Bambi.com slash Steve right now to schedule that free HR audit. Again, Bam, B-A-M-B, B-E-E, Bambi.com slash Steve. Again, that's Bambi.com slash Steve. All right, coming up on the show today, we will have one of our most favored segments. Buy, Seller hold coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we will be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, the one and only Daniel Horowitz. But of course, we must begin, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Dropping Moderna. France and Germany have now either advised against or banned the use of the Moderna COVID-19 therapeutic for people under the age of 30 years old. They now join Sweden, Finland, Norway and Iceland in halting or cautioning against the use of Moderna in younger people as more and more reports come in of heart-related issues in young people after taking the vaccine like myocarditis. In completely unrelated news, Moderna is testing its jab on infants here in the United States. In further completely unrelated news, the German newspaper Berliner Zeitung has published an article called Puzzling Heart Diseases in Football. The article details numerous examples of soccer players, trainers, referees, and coaches across Europe coming down with mysterious heart-related conditions in recent months. A match abandoned in Bavaria after a ref had a cardiac arrest, a 17-year-old player being resuscitated during a game, another 17-year-old dies of a heart attack during a match in England, heart surgery for a Bayern Munich player, one of the top teams in the world, after a cardiac arrhythmia, a 25-year-old Belgian footballer suffers cardiac arrest early on in a game, another 
27-year-old Belgian player suffers a heart attack during a game and dies later at the hospital. And on and on the list goes. 24 examples, all from the world of amateur and professional soccer in and around Europe. In further, further completely unrelated news, here's a horse doctor who works for Pfizer. There is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerned. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally cost it millions of lives. In further, further, further completely unrelated news, Bill Gates, the globalist billionaire who has worked relentlessly to shame and cajole people into getting this experimental jabs, had this puzzling thing to say during an interview last week. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccines. First Liberty announced yesterday they're representing dozens of U.S. Navy SEALs and other naval special warfare personnel in their fight against the Biden administration and the Department of Defense's refusal to grant them religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. California Governor Gavin Newsom came out of his spider hole for his first public appearance in nearly two weeks yesterday, presiding over a state that has nearly twice the COVID infection rate of Florida. Last year at this time, we all were bemused and confused when we saw a few states starting to see an increase in COVID. It's as if we learned nothing in the last year, the coverage of Colorado. It's somewhat inexplicable, they say. We really don't know why they're seeing an increase in Vermont and New Hampshire, why the Northeast is experiencing an increase. California is now experiencing an increase. Well, we know why. There's a seasonality to COVID. It's not particularly difficult after a couple of years to understand. Let's check back in on the globalist warming festival in Scotland that's still going on. The same patriarchal, um, rich, um, racist system that we are in, this is what caused the climate crisis, and so we have to dismantle that in order to achieve climate justice. Back stateside, Joe Biden's nominee for comptroller of the currency, Saul Amavera, had this to say about the carbon-based energy industry. And here what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are uh, going to probably uh, go bankrupt in, in, in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, right? Back at the White House, Press Secretary Jen Psaki is still out with COVID, so Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre is in. I don't have a specific number for you. I don't have a timeline on the study. I'm not going to comment on that from here. I, I don't have any outreach to speak to at this moment. Um, I, I don't have anything for you. I don't have any news or any uh, schedule. I, I don't. I would. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't have anything more to read out. Thank you. Inflation was up 6.2 percent in October over a year ago. That's the highest rate in 31 years. The rate increased by almost a full percentage point in October alone, compared to increases of 0.4 and 0.3 percent in September and August, respectively. Not to worry, though, we still have our bread and circuses. Late night comedian Jimmy Kimmel had this to say about why Kamala Harris's approval rating is so low. Kamala will read on TV about white people getting deducted by aliens, sticking all kind of hell up their butt. Oops, wrong clip. I've stuffed something in my pants, and you're allowed to feel around on the outside of the pants. You have 10 seconds. 
to then guess what is in my pants. You should use two hands. It's wrong clip again. I think I know why Kamala's ratings are low, besides sexism and racism, which are the obvious ones. And that's what happened while we were away. You mean you can't just pause an economy? And we'll just, you know, like a VCR or a DVD or... Um, a song or movie on your device or a clip or a TikTok or um, on on YouTube or your DVR. You can't just pause an economy and pick things right back up where you left them off and everything's okay. That's See, not how this works. Well, Why didn't anybody warn us of this like a year ago? We're, they're just trying to play us again though as this, oops, like it was just a bug. No, it was a feature all along, Steve. Yeah, indeed it was. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Home Title Lock. If you don't own a home, you don't have anything to worry about with home title thieves. But if you do own a home like me, uh, make sure you guard your home's title with home title lock because one of the fastest growing cyber crimes is home title theft. Cyber Cyber thieves around the world know our home values right now. They are sky high. That makes us a target. The crime is scary simple. A cyber thief simply forges your name on a property sale form like a quick claim deed and refiles it uh, as if you sold your home to them. And then they take out loans against your home. And often you won't find out about it until the kinds of things show up in the mail or the kinds of voice messages start being left on your mobile phone you never want to see or hear. Make sure you've got an ally to help you shut this down if someone tries to do this to you. And that's what they do at Home Title Lock. Register your home right now. Find out if you've already been a victim and don't yet know it when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. And then while you're there, enter the code RADIO to get 30 free days of protection 30 free days of protection for your most important asset, your own home, when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. All right, coming up in the overtime today, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stage, or the stand, I should say. Well, it is a stage as well. Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand in his defense in his much-covered self-defense-slash-murder trial. And we didn't have time. In fact, the testimony actually just concluded, so it wasn't included in Aaron's montage. We are going to discuss it, though, today in the overtime. What is the aftermath of this particular case, depending on the verdict? We will discuss that Today in the OT, which we will record right after we finish this show. We'll stick around after this show, record it for you, our Blaze TV subscribers, and then it will be uploaded later today for you to watch on demand at blazetv.com slash dace. That's blazetv.com slash dace. If you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, though, and you would like to become one, today's a good day to get that subscription at a discount at blazetv.com slash dace. It is getting more and more dangerous to tell the truth these days. Ask our friend Emerald Robinson. All right? You never know when the day comes that you're not going to be able to get this anymore through the quote-unquote free venues on social media that you are accustomed to accessing our content. That's why, what is it, 10 bucks a month? Take advantage of a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com slash dace. In fact, Speaking of dangerous truths to tell, next week, we'll have more details on this for you soon, but a week from today, we're going to be hosting on this show a special primetime on Blaze TV Q&A on COVID and the COVID vaccines. And we're going to get into as much of the stuff in this Q&A that Big Tech doesn't want us to talk about as we possibly can. 
We're going to be joined by our old friend, Dr. Ryan Cole. He'll be with us here actually in studio for the entire show. This will be a primetime special we're going to do next week on Blaze TV. Okay? So, again, go there now. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Get today's overtime and get all the other exclusive content that we provide for you at BlazeTV.com slash Dace. All right, let's get to uh, Aaron's montage. And this morning... Uh, a few of you sent me a list of, of names that you had seen on a Facebook post of prominent athletes worldwide who had had sudden adverse reactions, even deaths. And you guys were asking, hey, can you verify this? And I send it over to you. Right. Right. Not knowing, actually, I, I just saw that people were posting this on. I, I was given Facebook links. So I didn't know this was an actual article in a newspaper in Germany until just now. When Aaron, you pointed out in your montage that it was. So I sent you this list this morning to see, hey, just kind of randomly, and you did, you just randomly pick some of the names. Yes. Right? Because you want to do it randomly because that gives you a good idea of the credibility of the study of the first couple names don't check out or do. When it's a list this exhaustive, it doesn't necessarily tell you anything, right? Um, but if you do it, just pick random names. And the fifth name on the list and the 17th name on the list and the 24th name on the list, start checking out. Then, you know, it's worthy of further discovery. Right. Yeah. And so you sent that to me just about a half hour or so before the show began. Right. And then Aaron included it in today's montage. And it turns out this is actually a newspaper article in Germany. Does anybody know what would be the. Would would there be a recent event? a recent protocol that would cause such an ominous trend. I can't think of anything. So let's move on. Uh, By the way, do we still yet not know the cause of death for Hank Aaron? It's been almost a year. It was in January. Do we still not know? For one of America's most important and beloved athletes. Nobody has time to look into that. They're making appointments to get their five-year-olds jacked up with the jab. I don't, I, I, did you see the story today from John Solomon over at just the news or dot com that parents are lining up now to have their infants utilized in Moderna vaccine experiments? Yeah, that was in the montage too. Yes. It's it a nice was. volcano you got there. You're <laughs> yeah. throwing your kid in too. I, so, I'm gonna, I, need to, I need to bring you into this, okay? Because I have kind of lived from a parenting standpoint. I mean, obviously, when you do this for a living, you don't get to live in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. But on a personal level, from a parenting standpoint, with my kids, um, my two oldest kids being homeschooled now all the way through, and my youngest was homeschooled until middle school and is at Des Moines Christian. From a parenting standpoint, I have lived now for 20 years in a bit of a bubble, okay? And like I'm aware of what's going on out there, obviously, because I do this for a living. I'm very aware. It's going to war against it is what I do all the time, okay? But I, in the parenting bubble that I've existed in, the parents that I largely, um, you know, run with or run into would never consider this 
And if there's a if there's an outlier or straggler two out there, it would like never be openly admitted to or offered up or confessed in these kinds of enclaves or settings, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not gonna you know just sit around at the Des Moines Christian basketball game, you know, and at halftime just blurt out, "Hey, you know, we have a brand new baby, and we're gonna put him up for experimentation with the with the controversial Moderna vaccine." The circles that I run into from a parenting standpoint, this either doesn't happen or it would dare not speak its name if it did, right? Aaron's been a parent for five minutes, okay? And he doesn't have a kid of school-age children yet. You do, though, and your kids are in the, are in the pagan schools. So I, I do kind of need to rely on you for this. Mm-hmm. Can, who is this parent? Can you give me a composite? What, what, is, it, is it money? Is it that they think it's a, um, it's a, it's a holy gesture that they're doing this for the good of mankind, to and and they view their children as benevolent in a way sacrifices that this is this is for a great the great cure of the great pandemic and their child should be honored to be somebody that you know might be a vehicle to that end. So, plus you're in soccer, dude. Okay, so between government schools and soccer, fair to say, on an individual level, you encounter a lot more pagans than me. Fair? Fair. Okay. Help me understand the thinking. And I remember doing this with your predecessors, Jen and Rebecca, 10 years ago in the early stages of this show. When the whole gender bathroom thing began, I used to ask them, help me there's just not regular parents that don't go to church every Sunday that think it's a bad idea for boys to be in the bathroom with their girls. I just didn't want to believe that I had to have some sort of catechistic background to understand why that is a bad idea, that it was, we're this far gone. So I'm I'm asking a similar question. Mm -hmm. Who, who is the person who thinks this is a great idea to have my infant part of a vaccine experiment for something that for everybody under the age of 80 has a 98% or higher recovery rate. Help me understand who that is because I don't get that one at all. And, and that person would not be in my inner circle, nor, and if they were, they would dare not openly admit it. There's a couple things going on here. One of them is status. The Cool Kids Club. If, if, if this within your, your bubble is the opposite of what you're talking about. Right. You'll you'll race to it. I don't think that surprises you in the least bit. Uh, so the, then, my child is. I'm proud to have my child doing this service to humanity, or well, to this, or to the regime, or to the narrative, or to the spirit of the age. He's an my child is an offering. Yeah, that that's what they'll say. But it's more they're looking around and they're doing this, and and they want they want to be in. They don't want to be out. That's everything they do. The the school they send their kids to. Um, the, the country club, they're a part of, of the neighborhood they live in. It's the exact same thing as that. The other one is the magical power of vaccines. And I'm telling you, I, the, the level of fear that mothers used to, when, when I was at the uh, Des Moines Register and working with a lot of young mothers having their first babies and they knew my background and say they, they would come and talk to me and, and they are deathly afraid from the minute they give birth to their child of of all of the monsters in the closet coming for their little Bobby or Susie. And this is the magic potion to them. And if that's the magic potion 
from the minute that child comes into your life, it carries on all the way through in, how, in the psychosis that develops. So you're describing in both cases a form of idolatry. Undeniably so. Okay. And, and so in, in one case, it's, it is um, a justifiable idolatry in safetyism. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way. And then in the yeah. other case, it is nothing other than um, a me too uh, idolatry where, you know, I'm the 44th person in line to throw my kid into the fire to Maloke because I want to, I want the previous 43 people that went before me to recognize that, you know, I'm a fine upstanding member yes. of the, of the collective as well. Yeah. We just hate our children basically is what you're telling me. Well, we, we don't love them and or understand that they are created in the image of likeness as God. They are ultimately, uh, they're, they're like a purse. They're accessories yeah. to whatever they're there for us. mess we've got. So the worldview that leads to you to determining whether you want a child or not. Okay. You know, like a lot of you emailed me last year when the whole thing was going on in our state with Marionette Miller Meeks. Because this was the uh, like this was the house seat that was decided by like what twenty votes or hundred votes or something yep. some scant number and it was clear the Democrats were trying to steal the seat, right? And so a lot of you were like, I I, I I mean I got a ton of emails from people asking me. I can't believe you're not talking about this every day. Blah 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 blah. Let me tell you why I didn't. Because I've known Marionette Miller Meeks for over a decade. And this is like her sixth attempt to run for this seat. And, and, and here, I'll, I'll just tell you one conversation I had privately with Marionette Miller Meeks one day. And one of her, I think it was her second attempt to run for this congressional seat. And she had come into my studio to record. I was doing a, I was just a local host in Des Moines at the time. And I was, but we were on a statewide station. And we were vetting all the Republican candidates in the primaries that year. And so we were asking worldview questions, open-ended worldview questions, and then just let their answers speak for themselves. She came in that day for the recording. To, she agreed to do it, which really surprised me, okay? But she came in because she had previously attempted to avoid people like me, like the plague, okay? She comes in to tape her episode. Before we get started, um, she takes, I think she takes, a, yeah, she takes a call from her sister, and her sister is, is, is pregnant, and there's some concerns about, uh, and Marianne Miller-Meeks is a physician, so there's some concerns about a problematic pregnancy. And of course, if you had somebody in your family and you had a pressing medical issue, you'd want to make sure, like, you know, when I've had issues or our kids have had issues, I still call. My mom's been retired for, you know, 10, 15 years uh, because of disability. I still want to get her take on things. Just so I, I have some base knowledge of what questions to ask and what not, what scam not to fall for, right? Perfectly natural. So I let her go take the call, come back in, and she, as I'm getting set up to record, she proceeds to tell me, uh, you know, the, you know, what's going on with her and her sister, and just happens to mention casually in this conversation that, you know, well, my sister, you know, she called me last week, and what's the test they give with, with uh, that can. Um, with, with an, when an older woman has a pregnancy, the test that they do in utero for, I can't remember the name of it, for potential birth defects or things of that nature. An amniocentesis. An amniocentesis. Thank you. Yeah. And so they were, they were, she said that my, you know, the doctors wanted to give one to her and 
She was concerned about whether it would hurt the baby. And here's what Marionette Miller-Meeks tells me out loud without any, without any prompting. She tells me this out loud um, that she asked her sister. Well, I mean, if they come back with something that, you know, uh, a disability of some kind, would you still plan on keeping the baby? I don't think she realized, because this is so embedded into the mm-hmm. psyche, I don't think she realized what she said. Okay. And we're not friends. We're not like close. We're from totally different factions of the Iowa Republican Party at this time. So this isn't like in confidence. This is like casual conversation. And we often discuss this belief system of the children exist to provide us meaning. We determine if we want the child to be wanted or not. Or when to even have one. And we're not, I'm not saying, you know, there's no place whatsoever to try to be strategic about when to have a child, right? Can a 14-year-old girl biologically, in most cases, have a baby, right? Is that the ideal time and place as, a, as someone who was, in, who was in utero with a 14-year-old girl and born to a 15-year-old mom? And no, we were on government cheese, disability, ADC, food stamps, that. Right. We're not saying that there's no time whatsoever. okay, uh, in terms of trying to plan this out. But the idea that we fit the children, they fit into our lives. That's kind of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. What does it look like if you carry that past delivery? Because we often look at this as a viewpoint about whether to get pregnant or stay pregnant or not, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when you when you have your baby, but you hold on to that worldview? What does it look like? It looks like what Marionette Miller Meeks said to me that one day. It looks like this conversation. I'll have my I'll offer my child up to be experimented upon as a toddler. How prevalent is this? Do you think Hyper- in the circles you run in? It's hyper prevalent. It's who we are. Why wouldn't it be if the grand idol of the age is the self? Your, your, even your, your sense, your definition of love over the years is ultimately based on yourself. Based on yourself. So your kid, even that, that your kid is a square peg that gets pounded into a round hole. Over and over and over again. And what if, what if they aren't that smart? Or what if they aren't that physically gifted? Or what if this? What if that? You end up only worshiping the status they give you. They give you. And they give you. Yeah. And you, making, you make a, a, a Rube Goldberg machine of lies and deceits for yourself so you can cope with what is just a utterly fine child they're going to go on they're going to have a family they're going to have a job but if you don't if you don't screw it up with overwhelming them with your the inherent abuse of their relationship you've constructed between the two of you i did not intend coming into the show today for our entire post montage conversation to be about this but when i read this story this morning i mean it it really bothered me. Like not on a what you doing or, um, well, that's why I watch end times videos at night. I mean, viscerally. 
like I, I want to grab somebody and shake them and ask them, do, do you even parent, bro? Okay. What would possess you over a virus that in the worst case scenario for everybody under the age of 80 is a 98% higher or higher recovery rate to offer your child up to be experimented upon like this? And then your toddler, your infant, who, who would do this? Who would do this? Well, the same people that went down to the Valley of Ben-Hinnom and took their children and offered them up to Malok and threw their babies into the fire. It's the exact, they did it also for status. Yes. And because, um, well, this served the higher cause. This is what I'm okay, talking about. We were going to have bad yeah. crops. And if, we, and if we starve, that's bad health, safetyism. Yeah. The exact same two impulses that you just described. Didn't I just say, I think it was yesterday, that the Old Testament is making more sense to me than ever before? This is why. You're laying it out. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. I mean, it bothered me in ways that I didn't think stories could like still bother me anymore just because you can't help but get calloused when you're just, mm-hmm. in, you know, you're neck deep in the sludge every single day doing this for a living. That story, like, for a minute, I forgot I did this for a living, and I was just a guy named Steve reading the news, and I'm just like, what in the... Are you kidding me? Take all those children away from all those parents. Bring them all to my house. We'll find a place for them, okay? That's how I felt reading that story this morning. Buy, sell, or hold is next. You know, we have strict testing standards around here, right? I didn't earn the nickname Inspector 12 in school for nothing. Actually, I was Lindsey Graham's nickname in school. If you know what I'm saying, gee. Anyway, um, uh, Built Bar, though, eight days in a row. Now, you guys know my pumpkin spice standards. Where are my pumpkin spice standards, Doc? Uh, they can't truly be measured, really. They they cannot. No, no. All right. Um, fair to say they're high. Well, they're high. They are. <laughs> I'm glad you got that because I was going to make you I did, did it, it, it if you didn't. Yeah, I got it. I'm feeling you. Yeah, I'm high on life. I got gotcha. you. All right. So uh, I won't just you know endorse any old pumpkin spice out there. All right, that's not entirely true. I will. All right, and uh, pumpkin spice, all the things, is still the official position of this program and will remain forever so, so say we all. Second? I don't, coattails, man. They, they, good enough, good enough answer, thank you. Uh, but there are some things, though, that if you want me to say that is some some good pumpkin spice, man, all right, then it, it my standards for that are pretty high, right? And Built Bar, eight days in a row now, the pumpkin puff from Built Bar has come through eight consecutive days. Just had one during the break. They are fantastic, as are all of their other flavors as well. It's the greatest protein bar you have ever had, loaded with protein, covered in real chocolate, tons of loaded with flavor, not loaded with calories, carbs, sugars. Try it now or try it again when you go to built.com for Built Bar, B U I L T, the, uh, the classic great flavor. Coconut brownie chunk, probably number two. 
It's number two in my Built Bar Power Ratings right now. That flavor is back. Get it right now and every other flavor. When you go to Built.com and use my last name, Dace, as your promo code, they'll give you 15% off at checkout. Promo code Dace, D-E-A-C-E, when you go to Built.com. All right, let's get to it. Buy, sell, or hold. It's one of our more popular segments each and every week here on the show. Aaron, with a lot of help from his friends, you and the audience, is going to throw at cold at you and me, Todd, predictions, lists, topics, questions, statements. We're going to decide, are we buying this? Are we selling it? And however, if we decide to hold for any reason, then how in the hell did Aaron let that get on the air? That means we have officially punked out, right? right. We have violated the dude code, right? Right. And therefore, you will have to pumpkin spice Lindsey Graham. I'm going to need an exorcism after that. There you go. Aaron, go ahead. So we'll begin with something that we didn't have time for last week on Buy, Sell, or Hold. It was so good, I even tweeted about it just in case I forgot about it, because I thought that I would forget about it, but I did not. It's this from Joe Himes. Mount Rushmore of conspiracy theorists. One, Noah. Two, Joshua. Oh, boy. Three, Caleb. And four, John the Baptist. <laughs> that. You mean the whole world's going to be flooded, Noah? Wow, put right. on the tinfoil hat. You're some dude out watch... there in the desert yeah, eating flies and honey, yeah. locusts and honey. We're going to march around this wall. That's. Blow the trumpets. That'll preach right there. They got giants in that land. I mean, that. I like that. Well, dude, wasn't the resurrection a conspiracy theory? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'll preach. That, that is a definite buy. Can I tell a quick uh, John the Baptist story? Do you guys mind? Did you meet him uh, in a bar or well, something? No, no, was, no like, yeah, let me clarify that. Uh, a story where, uh, where John the Baptist got inadvertently invoked. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. So I get a call one day. I am heading to do a speaking engagement in Atlanta, Georgia. This is before you guys came to work here. Okay. I get a call one day, um, and it's from, you know what? I'm just going to tell you. It's from one of the mucky mucks at Salem Radio. Okay? One of the mucky mucks at Salem Radio calls me. I'm in the airport, and I only picked up because I recognized the name. Otherwise, I would have just, you know, answered it later. I pick it up, and this individual proceeds to absolutely lambaste me. All right? I'm radical. Um... And I'm going to waste my God-given talent because I'm going to put myself way outside the mainstream. And years ago, when he first started out, he was just like me and then realized that he had to tone it down a little bit to actually be successful and to get this to work. And, you know, and he goes on and on and on. I mean, I didn't have a chance to get a word at Edgewise. I just said, hey, blank, you know, can I recognize the name? Hey, uh, blank. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's Steve. How can I help you? And just, he goes right into this diatribe and he starts going on and on and on. No one ever, no one ever is successful by being this radical, you know, could I name one person? And before I could stop myself, because um, I, I have this nervous tick called a very big mouth. Before I could stop myself, I blurted out over the phone, you mean like John the Baptist? And Jesus said, no one among men is more blessed than he. And then I realized, oh, crap, this guy holds the power of my entire career in his hand. So it got the, the, the phone got dead, silent. And the guy on the other end of the phone said, what did you say? 
uh, nothing. And just let him go on and finish his diatribe, hung up the phone. And then I just, you know, went to my speaking engagement in Atlanta, got back on Monday, did the same exact show I was going to do, regardless of whether he called me or not. So there you go. Nice. What you're talking about is is using the Lord's name in vain. It's, mm. it's, it's most people think of it as, you know, cursing, but that's actually like the secondary meaning. Mm-hmm. It's about this. It's, it's, this guy was ultimately. Right. And what we consider a curse word in 21st century right. Western civilization, these were things that in, in, totally different right. cultures and everything else in some cases. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. We'll move on to this week. Tyler Morgan is up first. Aaron Rodgers will never win another regular season MVP because his vaccine defiance. Bye. Does the media vote on that? Then I'll buy. I know there's an AP player of the year. I don't know if they exclusively vote on NFL MVP, the official MVP award. That I don't know. Okay. But, but I'll buy that. If they, if they have any say in it whatsoever, I will buy. Yes, I'll buy. Next up, Dr. Griffin says a free big pharma pill will replace the shots as their injuries become undeniable, meaning the vaccines. Compliance can be verified. Only reason it won't be in the water supply is that we must overtly swallow it on schedule. Spirit of the age will find another part of life to control. Basically, buy, sell, or hold, pills will overtake vaccines. Or therapeutics. I'll sell because can't we have both that's not really there <laughs> haven't we learned that they will lay no. on all sides of all things on this because just because they're bullies and they want it all this is a tough one because i don't agree that injuries will become undeniable They will become undeniable to the people that they're already undeniable to. They will continue to be denied by the people that want to deny them. Because we're in a flat out, pardon me, we're in a flat out cold cultural civil war at this point. So, um, but the rest of your, the rest of your tweet, I think there could have merit, even though I don't necessarily agree with the basis for it. But the rest of it, I think, could have merit, or I think they could just, I could see, for example, in, in 2024, now this assumes that these, these oral medications stand up to efficacy. So they're telling us in the trials, Pfizer is telling us that theirs is 89% effective. Remember, they were well into the 90 percentile on their vaccines, Right. And all it took was a third mutation called Delta to show up, and then the whole damn thing just imploded, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they're telling us it's if, if they're telling us it's ninety in the trials until until there's enough mutations, and then it's boosters for Evgyal. Well, now they're telling us it's eighty nine up front. So, what is it really when we get out there in in in, in real time? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if let's say that they hold up like seventy or seventy five percent in real time variant. Regardless, because this is all political science right now, could I see in, the, in 2024 a pivot from whomever is the Democratic nominee that year? Because it won't be Joe. So whoever else it is, especially if Trump is the Republican nominee, 
well, you know, those mRNA vaccines worked for a while and now we have to do too many boosters and um, see, they have a pivot now. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do I think that that pivot could occur? You try to dump the vaccine on Trump, his great accomplishment that has largely been discredited by this point. Okay, you dump it on, you dump that weight on him and move on to the the oral medication that has shown some efficacy stand up in real time. Could I see that sort of political maneuver? Yeah, I could see that. The reason I'm going to sell is because I, I'm not sure it will e- they'll even hold up that well. I mean, there's a place, there's an article, I put it on all my, all my socials yesterday from Science Magazine. And it's, it's, it had, it's a discussion with several highly respected virologists and immunologists with varying perspectives on this. And one of them who's, you know, um, helped oversee our HIV um, our HIV response at NIH for many, many years. I mean, he's he's in there sounding the alarm that this is flat out genetic manipulation, this pill is. And it will therefore create worse variants because of it will violate evolutionary law. We'll put a weak product out there that will cause weak or worse variants, or I'm sorry, worse and more virulent variants to to be created as a result of what it does to our immune systems. So for that reason, I will sell. But I know this is way long-winded, and I'm sorry, because I, I found this to be a fascinating proposition and worthy of deeper intellectual discussion. All righty, moving on. Uh, we'll go next to Can't Find My Way Home, who says Mount Rushmore of comic strips. How's that for some uh, conversational That is a segue, yes. (laughs) Peanuts, Calvin and Hobbes, Bloom County, and Doonesbury. I don't know Bloom County at all. I know the other ones, obviously. Um, Why is Garfield not in there? Yeah, I I was going to say Garfield and Spider-Man. Those are the two go-tos when I was a kid, and we read. I read the funny pages when I was a kid. Garfield and Spider-Man. I'd I'd have to put the far side in there. That's another good good one, one. too. Yeah. Yeah. They still Uh, publish these, by the way? Do we know? Are these still around? I have an idea. Okay. All right. I haven't seen that for ages. I mean, I haven't held a news. I couldn't tell you. I, I worked for years <laughs> no. in a newspaper. I can't tell you the last time I held one in my hands, so I don't know. Uh, next up, Mike Leinard says, health insurance companies won't voluntary dro- voluntarily <clears throat> drop coverage or deny claims for unvaccinated because they are business. Uh, they are the business model that most successfully relies on data for profitability, i.e. claims for heart conditions and stroke rehab aren't cheap what do you think about that i actually they can't afford to drop unvaccinated because all of these vaccine injuries things like that are costing them a lot of money well how about the fact you're talking about up to 40 percent of their clientele yep Um, so i could buy that yeah that's what they'll hold out for a while because of that but again just go back to what steve just got done talking about newspapers We've had this argument before. Like, it has been financially insane, the choices that journalism has made in the last 20 years since Steve and I— All to their economic detriment. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but they made them anyways. Yeah. So if the spirit of the age, the pressure they're in, grows, they won't listen to the economics anymore. But you make a—some last longer than others. So I'll buy in as much as I, I think— there's some staying power with that for a while. I like your answer better. 
I won't buy with the certainty I originally did. I will buy tepidly for now for the reasons you did. Because here's the other thing to consider, to just to add to your point. We have a single-payer healthcare system, guys. We have one. It just doesn't look like it looks in these other countries. But the government, since Obamacare, the government is regulating all of these insurers. What, what is to be covered, what is not. Okay, so you and I have a middleman we go to, you know, called our health insurance company for most of us. But the government is still regulating all the coverages that are out there. We have a single-payer system. <clears throat> Sorry. If, if the same people that, you know, maybe we don't let uh, you have interstate travel if you're not vaccinated. Maybe we don't let you get on a plane. Maybe we don't let you go to school. Maybe we don't let you have a job. Maybe we don't let you have health care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That instinct, eventually, eventually the religious instinct will overcome the market force. Because they'll just tell these insurance companies, just if you do our bidding, we'll just print a bunch of free money and bail you out. Right? Yeah. You know? So we'll just cover your losses. You had a guaranteed clientele. We're, we're, we're dealing with real fascism now. And so I, I think that we have to adjust what we think the strengths of traditional mechanisms like market forces and things are when you're dealing with real fascism as in a real collusion between elites in the public and private sector to manipulate vir- virtually every aspect of what goes on in the public square. Next up, J.C. Shriver. I get, I get submissions uh, very similar to this quite often, actually. Ron DeSantis is controlled opposition. I would love to know why someone thinks that. I, I, I really cannot understand why anyone would think that. So I'm going to sell. That doesn't mean, you know, he's the hero of the story or the last son of Krypton or the, you know, the, the, the white knight here. He may not be, you know, Sir Lancelot, but controlled opposition. The, the term controlled opposition means a a fallacy or a false front provided by the system in order to distract actual defiance and resistance to its oppression and tyranny. So you channel it into this false front instead of where it would go to actually be effective. Who is he the false front instead of? Who's he detracting? What, what, what is Ron DeSantis detracting from? So if Ron DeSantis wasn't around, we would channel our angst and opposition to this exactly where and more constructively. I mean, unless you want like civil war in the streets, then I can see why you think Ron DeSantis is a false flag operation. You think that he's controlled opposition because this is a guy who is, you know, um, stopping that level of deconstructiveness from occurring. But I, I don't understand how anyone could think that. So in the future, if someone wants to put in their reasoning for that, by all means, Aaron, let's include it. Okay. Because I, I think you can be not the hero everybody thinks without being what is he's accused of here. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Steve at stevedace.com. 
That's how you can email us. D-E-A-C-E is how you can spell the last name correctly to make sure it gets to me. Like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Look for me as well, Steve Dace, on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter, G-E-T-T-R, because there's no censorship there, and neither is there any censorship at Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show if you want to get clips of the show to watch later for free. Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. Finally, if you're a podcast listener, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. You make up a sizable chunk of this audience, please, if you haven't done so yet. Leave us a five-star review. Hit the subscribe and follow buttons as well, wherever you podcast us from. Thank you to all of you that have done that for us already. You have contributed to the continued growth and success of our show, and we appreciate each and every one of you for that. The last few days, I have grown to appreciate Omega XL even more because I'm out at home. And I got up during the last break. No, previous, the first break. Got up during the first break, and for the first time in many a moon, you guys almost heard a post-workout uh, stiffness complaint for me. Because I've been out for a couple days waiting on my new shipment of Omega XL to get in. And now after about three or four days being without, I'm starting to feel some of that old uh, orneriness uh, within those joints and the, you know, the back, the knees, etc. cetera. Uh, some of that old inflammation come back. That's why... Folks, make Omega XL part of your daily regimen. It's an all-natural, anti-inflammatory, backed by over 30 years of clinical research and the last couple of years of my own usage as well. Forgive me, guys. I'm not sure what's happening today. I cannot clear my throat. So forgive me in advance uh, for the raspiness. But visit OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, that's OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Or give them a call at 800-844-4888. And when you do, whether you go to the website or you call them at 800-844-4888, they'll offer you a buy one, get one free offer. So buy your first bottle or next one. They'll give you a second bottle for free. All right, let's continue on with buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. We'll go next to <clears throat> Jimothy Jabroni, who says Christian churches will lose their 501c3 status before the end of the current administration's term is up. Uh, sell because the churches are failing right now. If they were doing their job, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, what would be the point yeah. of, uh, a friend of mine sent me a message that their pastor had given uh, recently on Revelation. And I listened to it just the other night. And But he was doing the opening part of Revelation, the letters to the churches of Asia Minor that Jesus sends through the, the Apostle John. And one of the points that... Uh, uh, their pastor made in this sermon was, you know, if, if your church isn't preaching the word or, you know, um, standing against the darkness, there's no point in persecuting you, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be the kind of thing, frankly, to root for. Because that actually might waken some folks up from their slumber, right? Okay. Was it in World War One? What was the was it the Lusitania, the ship that was sunk by the German U-boats in World War One? Yep. And one of the German high command was quoted as saying, "I fear we have awakened a sleeping giant mm-hmm. by bringing the U.S. into this war." Right. That level, that that kind of persecution. Now you now you start hitting these soft-headed churches in the bottom line. You know, with their feel-good Jesus, you start hitting them in the bottom line. They'll start. Uh, <clears throat> They'll start calling organizations like the Family Leader that exist all over the country real quick, like and say, yeah. "Hey, what do we got? What do we do about this?" In fact, I don't mean to do this. It's story time with Steve again, just to illustrate my point. All right, 
There was, there was, I, I know of a church that was very, very hesitant to get involved in cultural issues and just wasn't our thing. They were kind of considered the happy-go-lucky, you know, mega church in their town. Okay. True story. Cause I know the, I know the person at the, or this, at this pro family organization that they contacted at the time and told me about this. Okay. Well, you know, they wanted to be welcoming and everything to everybody else. And, um, so they don't have anything in their bylaws protecting them on certain hiring practices or things of that nature. Okay. And out of nowhere, one day at, at one of their staff meetings, one of the pastors on the staff gets up, announces he's gay. And, you know, and, and frankly, thank you for being welcoming. And we probably need to change a few things of, of what we're doing here and, 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 you know, be more affirming. And they're like, that's, and suddenly now it was just like a, a cold water got dumped on all these guys. Like, oh, you know, we kind of thought we were just kind of playing church around here. And lo and behold, the enemy showed up for a game that we ain't practiced for. You know what I'm saying? What do we do? Because now they have no bylaws or anything protecting them. Um, if they want to, if they want to actually reaffirm their original doctrinal beliefs and commitments. And so that opens them up to lawsuits and everything else. And then lo and behold, the very kind of organization that they would never let hold events in their church, because that would just be unseemly and look political. And the very, and the very topics they thought could never, should never be brought up in church because they're just very divisive. Lo and behold, now when the gun, proverbial gun is pointed at them, now those are the f- first folks they call in the, the reinforcements. Right. Can you help us guide us through this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So th- it, that would actually be a positive development it, it, to do that um, because I think it would waken a lot of these um, slumbering ministries up. But because they're slumbering, there's no reason to go after them. So I will sell. Next. The Mary Mocker of Wokestan says, everyone recommends investing in gold for the crash of the economy. I say bullets, liquors, and smokes will be the best thing to stock up on for trade. <laughs> Sounds funny, but that's not a, that's not a bad, diversify, uh, diversity of investment. Yeah, I, I, can it just be an and also, right? And throw Bitcoin in there too? Yeah. All right, so I've got to sell, even though I agree with your overall sentiment, but I do think uh, I would diversify. I mean- I'd have the gold, the liquor, the smokes, um, and the bullets, as well as the gold and the Bitcoin. I'd, Where the I'd, gold I'd, at? Yeah, I'd, I'd be looking for maybe all of those things. Yes. Yeah, bye. Next, the Mallard Reborn says, Big Bird will develop Merrick's disease by next week. Oh, my. I didn't bring this up because 15 other people in conservative media said it before me, and so I didn't want to, you know. Only 15? Yeah, gravy train. But isn't it something we cannot take medical advice from Joe Rogan, but we can take it from Big Bird, right? Okay. Um, I love this, so I will buy. Okay. Bye. All right. But I don't believe Big Bird is actually a chicken. And that's what Merrick's disease is often associated with. Somebody right. created a meme. It's like a Tickle Me Elmo set, uh, but it's uh, Elmo's first heart attack. <laughs> Jab Me Elmo? Is that what it is? Jab no, Me Elmo? Babylon B. Nice. Um, next up, Nonon says someone or some agency around the world knows how to unencrypt and move Bitcoin they do not know or they do not own. That would basically 
crash the entire I gotta cryptocurrency. Be honest, we got to get like Jordan. Ch- I need a primer on Bitcoin and crypto. I, 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 I do too. I, I do too. And I'm Brett, if you're watching or listening, Brett's a buddy of mine. He's like been sending me videos and stuff for like weeks trying to get me to get up, get up to speed and in on this. It's highly, highly unlikely this would happen. And I've I've made it. It's going to be like my pet project where we're off for Christmas break is to get better informed on this. It's just, man. Even I am. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Even the even the (laughs) even the prodigious brain the good Lord gave me only has a limit a certain amount of hard drive space. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just, I'm I just don't have like the the capacity to open up another front of, of, of download but, at this point. But then again, two years ago, you never thought you were going to be anti-vax or supreme. Yeah, so I never thought got... I'd be doing virology on the air. <laughs> okay, I didn't get into this to do that either. All right, and epidemiology and everything else, which of course has just smothered my circuits. That's my point. Yes. Okay, like three or four or five years ago, I'd have been like, I'd have, I'd have been, Bitcoin would have been right up my alley. Like a pro, a, a, a a currency manifestation of a protest movement. If that ain't the Steve Day show, man. All right. It's, it's, it's throwing some Bible verses and we are there. Okay. It's just right now it has taken so much of my capacity to get educated on the issues that are threatening us right this minute in the face. I don't know that I have enough. I'm, I'm spent, man. I'm spent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Uh, next, we will go to John Hensley. What is continually overlooked, not reported, ignored, forgotten is even with the spike in COVID infections, the chance of dying if under 60 in decent health is still close to zero. That's a good one. Bye. Bye. Yeah, right on the money. Next, Buzz said Biden administration will eventually stop holding regular press briefings because they don't think they need to answer to anyone. So we're not just talking Biden, we're talking like the entire administration. Mm-hmm. I'll sell because it gives them a chance to virtue signal. You put a black woman out there, another woman out there. You might get a Cablin Asian next and a vegan pansexual lizard person, as Aaron likes to say. I mean, these are excellent opportunities to virtue signal. Okay. So, and, and, and in reality, unless it's Emerald Robinson or Peter Ducey asking the questions, yeah. what gets brought up that makes right. anybody that, look bad at all? That's the crucial point. Okay. So they get the best of both worlds. It furthers their narrative and they get yeah. to they get they get to flash their representation flag. So sell. All that for sure. So next. Sam W says the reason we haven't seen Jen Saki in two weeks is because her reaction to the jab and booster have been complicated. I'll buy because I think it's one of the most likely reasons. Next, we go to anarcho-motorist. There will be a Republican version of quote-unquote sensible vaccine passports. Sell. And it's not because they don't want to do that. But it's, it's because in my career, I've never seen anything this toxic with our base. Anything. Even more even more than election fraud last year and here's why. There was there was a not insignificant chunk of people in our base. Some work here. Some are friends of mine in Congress. 
who did not believe the election was stolen. There is no such division. There is no such minority of people with an alt-contrarian view on this one. This is, this is the most toxic thing I have seen within our base in my career. It surpasses TARP. It surpasses Obamacare. Um, it's, it is deeply personal. It, it feeds, and, and since TARP and Obamacare, we've had so many other things that, we're, that we were told were conspiracies. Hunter Biden's laptop, Kavanaugh rapist, uh, Covington Catholic, uh, Russian collusion, right? None of these things, none of these narratives had been presented to us as mainstream news and then found to, and, th- and that you were banned for daring to defy at first and then proven to be demonstrably false and everything that everybody said about them that were banned for saying them all turned out to be true. I, I think I've counted up to three things that Zero Hedge has been banned for for saying about COVID that have later been proven to be true. I'm keeping track of this stuff, okay? None of that had happened yet with Obamacare and with, with, with TARP because that adds to the level of, of skepticism toxicity, defiance, opposition, that level, when you, when you have been clearly and openly played for a fool and lied to that many times, it just adds, the Geiger counter man just goes off the charts at that point of radioactivity. I've never seen anything more radioactive than this vaccine debate within our base in my whole career. And everybody, everybody's unified against it. God bless Ben Shapiro in his career. He has been a vaccine pimp. Okay? And I'm not telling you anything you guys don't know because you guys email me about it constantly. I get an email at least once a week for, the, for months now, somebody asking me, can you debunk what Ben Shapiro is saying here? Now, I've known Ben for years. I like Ben. He's endorsed actually all of my books I've asked him to endorse until I wrote this one. Then he would not. <laughs> okay? Fauci and bargain. But... Now Ben is Ben's shelling money out of his own pocket to oppose the mandates. Okay. I mean, you've got Candace Owens on his payroll, who is pretty much where you're at on this stuff. Fair? Fair. She's like, you know, Sarah Gonzalez with more followers. Cool. Which is why they were both on the the, she she had Sarah on her panel last week. All right. Birds of a feather flocking together. Um, Everybody. Chip Roy, Ben Shapiro, think of the conservatives who don't think the election was stolen. Who are all in in opposition to these mandates. This is the most unifyingly toxic topic I've seen in my career. And I think it's why now you've seen, you've got senators like Ron Johnson holding vaccine injury uh, media, uh, you know, subcommittee meetings. You've got a senator from Kansas who is an MD who has been in office for about a year and not said a damn word the whole time, not done anything. Just out of nowhere last week comes off the top rope on vaccine mandates. Roger something's his name. Okay. I I think that, I, I don't even think Mitch McConnell, unless he's truly retiring, is going to go there. This thing is beyond toxic to touch. So I will sell. This is a, this is, this is, 
the closest thing on the right I've seen to, you know, like social security and stuff on the left, a complete and total like no go zone whatsoever sell. There's enough wiggle room in this question as I read it that I can buy in that Steve's right systemically, holistically, but there's, you know, somebody's going to try to like Jeff Flake this thing because they're just the magical power Somebody of may do it, but it'll, it'll be somebody that's on their way out. Like what's her face in Wyoming? Liz Cheney. Somebody like that. Yeah. But no, I, I, I took the question to mean like an actual, like a Republican governor would try. Cause that's where this stuff gets implemented is at the is at the state level. That's what I took the question to mean. Like somebody who, somebody with power so to impose me, it would try it. Not it, somebody auditioning for their next job in let, MSNBC. Let me ask it this way. Do you sense that even with what you've addressed as Asa Hutchinson's invincible ignorance on this issue? He's he, on his way out, though, remember. He's, a guy, he's a guy on his, okay, somebody like I, that I could see on his way out. Somebody that will not face the voters again. Okay. Could I see that? Like Liz Cheney, like Asa Hutchinson. Mm -hmm. Could I see that? Yeah. But notice that Sarah Huckabee was dead nuts silence the whole time Asa Hutchinson's out there talking about masking kids and everything else, right? Because she's going to succeed him. She'll win the election to replace him, right? Do this. And I promise you, I've known Sarah Huckabee since she delivered us coffee and donuts, guys. I promise you, do this. And suddenly Sarah Huckabee's going to say, and that's why it's a good thing that Asa Hutchinson's not running for re-election and I'm running. Because this, the, the toxicity of this, the Geiger counter doesn't go high enough. So it would have to be somebody that doesn't face the voters again, or their constituency is, I'm auditioning mm-hmm. to be MSNBC contributor. All right. Next up, we'll go to Mini Bomber. Bill Gates' recent remarks about the mRNA shots as the spirit of the age calling a timeout. Yeah, you know, I thought this was interesting, his thoughts on this yesterday. And especially because he's acknowledging that they don't stop the transmission whatsoever. Here's the thing, though, guys. Isn't it the Gates Foundation that's developing Novavax? Todd, Todd, you talk. I want to look that up because I think Novavax is Gates. So I think that's right. But let me look it up. Todd, you talk. Uh, I will sell. There is no timeout on this. It's we're in Thunderdome now. It's two men enter, one man leaves. So um, this is just kind of uh, talking in place, which is what Gates, amazingly enough has been afforded the opportunity to do over and over and over again. He's about as much of an expert at a lot of this as Big Bird is, but there he still is because it's his religion. You don't call a time out on your religion. Well, if you're a Christian, you do all the time, but Bill Gates, there's no. There's no timeout. There's no pause button. There's reworking, refashioning, uh, tweaking the narrative, things like that. But that's, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I am being utterly realistic. St- don't even afford yourself that. Uh, you'll know when they've given up. You'll know. And it looks nothing like what Bill Gates is doing right there. So. At the very least, I can verify that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has offered uh, an ungodly sum of money in grants to Novavax. 
I thought uh, my memory served that this is actually their product that they have developed. I can't verify that in the limited time we have here, you know, um, but I can verify that they have certainly funded its, its development. So is it, is this just as simple as his product has not been given EAU yet? And for Novavax, it's been slow here in the U S when the U when the EU has already pre-purchased millions of doses of Novavax, which is more of a traditional style of COVID vaccine. It's a more traditional style of vaccine for COVID. It's not MRNA. Is this just a guy that's like, you know what? Hey man, these guys don't develop, uh, don't slow transmission. I've got a product. It would be better. Let me pit my own product by downgrading theirs. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think it could just be that simple. Um, so I'll sell because I think that's a motivational possibility. Hey, before we finish up here on buy, sell, or hold, let me remind you about Rough Greens. If you're a pet owner, you know what Rough Greens is. It's the supplement powder that we've been talking about on this show for well over a year now. You sprinkle it in with your dog's food and with that one simple act, a lot of the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, all the good stuff stripped out of your pet's food before it left the factory for mass consumption and long shelf life is likely put right back in. Same thing they do to the people food, by the way, uh, for the same reasons. That's why we take so many supplements nowadays. But you might be wondering, if I mix this in with my pet's food, will it like it? Well, one way to find out is if we give you that first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free, and we will, you'll pay for the shipping. But the bag is on us to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. Just go to roughgreens.com to take advantage of that offer. R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com. Or give him a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. 833-ROUGH-DOG. Next up, we have a uh, list from Goodfellow 49. Top five government agencies that should be immediately dissolved. Five, Department of Education. Buy, sell, or hold? Uh, buy. Absolutely. Four, if anything, it should be higher on the list. Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, buy. But I'd get rid of the Department of Ed first. Buy. Uh, three, IRS. Uh, absolute Buy. Two, HHS. Well, I'm going to buy on all these, but I would get rid of Ed before even HHS. And one, Department of Justice. Uh, I would have... Wow. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, I will buy only because of what you have in parentheses there. Yeah, that part, CIA, FBI, something like that. I mean, I just... so is there Go something back. missing in those top five? No, that yes, but it's only because only because we can only do five. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can only do five, those are the pretty good five. How about I? See, he won't understand this. He's too young. Okay. Go back, man. America, bitch, love it or leave it. Right? Mm-hmm. Kids like us who grew up in the Reagan era. Okay. And go back and tell our younger selves. That we are going to get a job doing conservative politics full-time for a living. And we will affirm that we think the Department of Justice, including the FBI and CIA, should be dissolved. Hey, Hydra. We would have... That's how liberals think, right? And yet, here we are. I, of, of course it should... I, I, I just... Why do you think Captain America grew a beard and lived on the lamb for a while, man? Because it, there's nothing sacrosanct about any of that. I know. There just isn't. I know. It's just, I was about to just instantly affirm it and something embedded in a, a repressed memory of remembering when these institutions were Americana personified was just like, wow. 
Yeah. But that sucks. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. All right. Another list here. Truth Over Vax says the uh, top five COVID Christmas songs sung by Perry Carditis. Perfect. Number five. That is perfect. Number five. Rudolph the Redfield Reindeer. It's <laughs> great. This mask, this cloth mask will protect me better than a vaccine. Unfortunately, it may turn out to have been correct. Or at least after three to six months anyway. Yes. Number four. I saw mommy masking Santa Claus. Oh my Claus. gosh. Are you kidding me with this? I'm in pain at the same time I'm I'm belly laughing at this, okay? That's that's gold, Jerry. That's gold right there. Yes. Number three, I've been home since Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Who is this? Truth over vax. All right. Dude, you have missed your calling. I don't know what you do for a living, okay? But Starting your own Babylon B-level website or becoming the right-wing Weird Al Yankovic maybe is in your future. That's freaking brilliance is what that is. Our writer's room. Yes. You're not getting paid, but you're doing quality work, man. Yeah, yes, you are. Yeah, You're paid with our belly laughs. Number two, do you fear remdesivir? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you hear what I hear? Do you fear remdesivir? <laughs> I can't go on after that. <laughs> And number one, Jingle Bell's Palsy. Oh, my. Oh, dude. Man, I've had Bell's Palsy, brother. It is no joke, okay? Interestingly enough, I, I it took me about 10 days or so to get over it. How long was Gavin Newsom not seen in public? About 10 days. About 10 days, yeah. yeah. 10 days to flatten the Bell's yeah, Palsy? Yeah, yeah 10, day, 10 days of Bell's Palsy is the, is the sequel movie starring Gavin Newsom. 10 days of Bell's Palsy as he <sighs> runs through the fields of California trying to uh, rid himself of the Bell's Palsy, yes. Um, I, I, is that the greatest buy-seller hold we have ever had? Is it the it greatest just, we've ever had? There, there are some lists like this where it's pretty good, never really sticks to landing. This one, all five were. I mean, these are these are these are rim shots. The East German judge retroactively went back to the '84 Olympics and gave you a 7.0 right off the platform. I mean, this is cancel everything. That is absolute perfection. The mockery, the scorning of the spirit of the age, the the fact that it's done though with the communication of truth at the exact same time. If we had Kyle Mann from the Babylon Bee, who was with us a few days ago on the show, about their new book on wokeness, if he was here right now, I am confident he would be giving you, whoever you are, a we're not worthy right now. I mean, that that's phenomenal stuff. Indeed. Uh, two, uh, two quick buy-seller holds here at the end that I've also gotten a lot uh, in, uh, in recent weeks, uh, beginning with this one. The Virginia win for Republicans was all part of the plan by Democrats to make it seem like uh, elections are legit. Uh, Sell. Yeah, sell. Sell. The prosecution in the Kyle Rittenhouse case is intentionally throwing the case for riots. (sighs) It seems like they're throwing the case. I, I mean, I saw a clip just a few minutes ago during the break of the judge basically spanking that prosecutor. It strikes me as a prosecutor that thought he had a future as a Democratic member of Congress and that this was going to be the case that maybe launched his career. 
and the reach has exceeded the grasp, and now he's getting pimp slapped around, so I'm going to sell on that too. I'm going to buy only because there's enough of a crazy voice in my head that that could actually be true, and I'm just going to acknowledge it. I just I think it's given this guy way too much credit from what I've seen of this trial. Way too much credit. So. Apparently he's a uh, an experienced prosecutor. Experienced at what? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's I mean it. getting getting I mean he just got the judge just went based on his ass. I mean there's an exchange between him and the judge. And the judge is screaming at him. Yeah, basically. where the judge is screaming yeah. at him about something that was proven in court. The prosecutor says, "Well, no one testified to that under oath." And the judge is like, "You did." With the way you presented your case. <laughs> I mean, yikes. Anyway, uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation himself, none other than Daniel Horowitz, will join us next. We've had a lot of conversations on the show and a lot of them in my inbox. I got people now emailing me. Where in Iowa should I move to? Uh, for example, to get out of this blue state. All right. Uh, if you want to get out of your blue state into a place where you might have a bit more of a voice and more of a chance to maintain your liberties and your God-given rights, uh, make sure, though, before you do so, you get into the real estate market during these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. Make sure you go in with a real estate agent that you can trust with a fully vetted track record of success who will come in, take charge of your situation, but then remember ultimately that you are the one who is in charge. Where would you find such a person? Well, the name of the website kind of just makes it easy, says it all. Head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Once more, that's realestateagentsitrust.com, started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates who got tired of dealing with real estate agents who didn't deliver they didn't want that to happen to you, and they ended up finding really good ones in this audience, and that little networking exercise grew into this business. So head to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's head over now to the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. It's good to see you again, my friend. How are you? Haggard, but ready to fight. As always, all right? You have been making a point recently that I want you to reinforce for our audience, which is, if... We couldn't trust what these people told us about the efficacy of their mRNA vaccines. And so the minute they got some evolutionary resistance from the virus itself, from a mutation standpoint, we saw these things just collapse in real time, right? The original data in real time looked great, right? Then then, then the minute Delta shows up, and now what's funny is people that want to defend these vaccines will say, have you ever heard of Delta? Well, yeah, that's why we're in the position we're in. So we're going to mandate something that doesn't work against Delta. I don't understand your point. But you have been making a point recently, which is, why would we trust the people that lied to us about the true efficacies uh, and, and uh, need for reinjections of their vaccines? Why would we trust them to tell us the truth on anything else? Elaborate on that, please. And Steve, let's back it up to the whole thing. We now have studies that came out this week that the closure of schools for children was not worth the benefit, which we knew on day three of the lockdown in March, and they allowed it to go on and on and on for months and a year and a half in some places, devastating, immutable consequences, and they get away with it. Everything, seasonality, Gavin Newsom and the Colorado governor are all, yeah, seasonality. Oh, so we didn't have to do all this thing, all this stuff that altered life because it didn't make a difference anything. 
this is what's happening. But then everyone, including some conservative media, they trust the next thing as if the prior history never happened. So you go to the slides that were presented in the October 26th briefing for the Pfizer 5 to 11 trial. And in each one of the things, it says this data has not been analyzed by the FDA. Did you know that? It's right at the bottom of the slide, the, the marquee slide that shows 16 cases in the control group and three cases in the um, vaccine group. And mind you, they're all mild cases. That's the entire data. It says it wasn't analyzed by the FDA. And now there's um, accusations by a whistleblower in the British Medical Journal that it was falsified and fabricated, unblinded, all sorts of issues. Um, Dr. David Weissman discussed that on my podcast yesterday in great length. And so wait a minute. So it's so bad we need a booster and we need endless boosters now. And now they're asking for boosters for people. You know, at first it was like, yeah, it's the people that are very sick. All right, well, now we need approval for boosters. Yesterday, Pfizer asked for it for anyone over 18. Well, Steve, there's no boosters for vaccine injuries. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Meaning you could have a booster that may or may not work on the efficacy side. But if these same people got the safety data wrong, and Steve, it's not like we don't have any signals. Um, if you just take the VAERS numbers alone, I mean, there's more deaths than all 70 or so vaccines over 30 years put together. Um, and that doesn't even scrape the surface of the fact that none of this is being reported. So this is a big problem. And then, you know, I wrote about Austria and Central Europe today. Th that really brings out the cost-benefit analysis of what we're doing right now to get people the shot in November right now. Central Europe is now experiencing a degree of an outbreak than a lot of countries is blowing it over a thousand cases per million a day. So that's higher than any U.S. peak. And it's blowing it away there. Uh, German researchers re researchers recently suggested that they believe it is not Delta. It's not predominating there anymore. It's a mutation of the Kent B117 alpha mutation. And they believe that it's completely uh, immune from the, the vaccine. Now, let's just put aside the fact that why are we having viral immune escape now after the vaccine? But okay, what's causing it? But that is what's happening. So it literally doesn't work. And then Austria, so while they're getting slammed from COVID, they have a 33% increase in excess deaths among 15 to 24-year-old males week one to 40 of 2021 over last year. And there's only been like two COVID deaths in that age group, so it doesn't account for that. What is going on here? I mean, this is not a rumor. It's not a conspiracy. The data is in front of our eyes. This stuff is right there, and they get away with it. So I want to – let's pivot here because it's actually the same conversation, but it it takes it to a realm that is more within our jurisdiction – on our side to confront or do something about. Our mutual friend Jordan Schachtel is out there as we speak right now tweeting out information that shows where he where he's claiming that Fox News demands daily testing and masking of unvaccinated employees at the network uh, and that it has deals in place with all the major big pharma uh, operations uh, to run their commercials. And keep in mind, we had, an, we, we had an initial agreement with Fox earlier this year 
to do an ad campaign on Tucker Carlson for Fauci and Bargain, and then they just ghosted us and wouldn't run the ads once we sent them the ad. Okay. And um, friend of the program, Emerald Robinson, is facing a permanent banishment from Twitter, and she is currently suspended from being on air from Newsmax. Now, Emerald has demonstrably more of a following than any other on-air personality at Newsmax. When you look at the Twitter following that she lost yesterday, it's it's like double, at least double everybody else. The one exception is Eric Bowling, but we all know that Bowling built his following at Fox, so it doesn't count, okay? He had that following going over there. I'm talking about native Newsmax talent. She's by far their most followed marketable talent. She put on her Substack information about these vaccines. We talked about it yesterday in the overtime. Folks can go to blazetv.com slash dace and get that information if you want to watch that episode of what she alluded to. We're actually not, I don't want us to necessarily, you can if you want, but I'm not bringing this up to discuss the information she shared, but the process of, of truth detecting, okay? So this is, this is Newsmax's chief White House correspondent, their most visible figure on their network. She is making accusations in a substack with documentation. These things are either true or they are not. Like I just read right now that Don Lemon is threatening Megyn Kelly with, with legal action for putting his sexual assault accuser on her podcast. If I'm Megyn Kelly, if I think I'm telling the truth, I hope Don Lemon sues me. One, I can afford the attorney. But two, that discovery process will be a hoot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If I'm Newsmax... This isn't about Emerald Robinson to me. It's about my own credibility. Either my White House reporter is peddling false information, and if so, she should be fired immediately, not indefinitely suspended, fired and disgraced, or she's peddling true information, and I therefore should stand by her coverage whether I agree with the angle she put on it or not. Now, these are two next, and we're, we're in there somewhere as well, two of the largest conservative media platforms in this, in, in this industry. And one of them, Newsmax, will take no position on the veracity of the claims of its most marketable and, and, and highly exposed star. Fox is making its employees daily test and mask if they're not vaccinated. How in the Sam, what in the Sam Hill op, options do we have to defeat the other side? When this is how the two of the pinnacles of our own side behave, Daniel. Always on the issues that matter at the time they matter and in the way they matter. And this has played out the last 40 years since Reagan. But particularly on this issue, medical freedom, healthcare freedom, bodily autonomy, this is the issue of our lifetime. This is you can't move on from that issue. This is Pfizer's world and we we live in it. Pfizer is the biggest threat to democracy. Pfizer is the biggest problem more than any Democrat, you know, Nancy Pelosi and whatever Schmata, uh, Schumer, I mean, whatever they come up with, those guys are nothing. Uh, you know, when Pfizer CEO spoke out yesterday and basically said that everyone who disagrees with their product belongs in jail, and he said something to the effect of vaccine hesitancy is the only thing standing between our new way of life and our old way of life. That's a quote from him, our new way of life. Um this is not just some, you know, woke CEO or something mouthing off about the homosexual agenda. No, I mean, th this guy, whatever he says, becomes law 
and is countenanced as a mandate on our body by, by, by government at the highest levels. So I would take that very seriously. That's where this is coming from. I don't want to comment on Fox because I think they're just, I mean, they speak for themselves. But Newsmax is very important because if you just look at it from a market share standpoint, they were the ones that were most really in the best position, I'd say, mm -hmm. to benefit from somewhat of the decline of Fox among conservatives to be that alternative. And because Fox is pushing the the shots, this was their lane. Um, it makes no sense. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? But that is the power that they wield. F uh, Pfizer spends about $9 million in election cycle, more than any other pharma entity, but that's not even the thing. The money they spend on advertising, local, national, and lobbying blows that out. That's way more than $9 million worth. They own everything. Remember, Steve, like that collage you played, everything is brought to you by Pfizer. That is the single biggest fight of our time. We need a candidate pledge where they have to publicly not just pledge not to take money and even return money, which I would like to see existing members do if they really are with so, us. So Pfizer's the new Koch yeah. brothers? Is that basically what you're saying? They're the Koch brothers, except with the ability to uh, control our body, which the Koch brothers didn't have. Um, they'll just let some criminals out of jail. But this is this is not funny. The, the, the relationship, I want your, your audience to see this. They have the ability to create hemlock. Let's say they create hemlock. There is no safety net from stopping the government from not only approving it, but from marketing it, being the marketing arm of Pfizer, then the enforcement arm of them by boot of law, and then absolving them of all liability. That's where we're, we're at now. This is fascism, what you're describing. You know that, right? It is the worst form of fascism because you it's, it's nameless and faceless. Um, capitalism is full of greed. But when you have a free market, if you don't have big government subsidizing, funding, mandating, so then you have the inherent check on that behavior. What the government has done is they've harnessed a greed of the private sector that's greater than even socialist government. It's venture socialism and have taken away all of the checks and then stepped on the gas pedal of mandating it. That is the issue of our time. One of the things that we need to enact is this. Any medical product that is endorsed, funded, or countenanced by the federal government in any way, not just approving it, but they endorse it in any way, much less mandate it. A, it needs full liability funded by the government. Okay, if they're gonna fund the product, they have to fund lawsuits from people injured. And number two, you need a third party verification of their trials, not related to the government agencies, not related to the manufacturer. This We need a contract with America style pledge to America to identify who are the Blaze Patriot type of candidates and who's the Newsmax Fox candidates. Good to see you again, brother. Thanks as always. Appreciate you. Take care. You too. All right. Final thoughts here on this uh, Wednesday or comments on the conversation that Daniel and I just had. Well, I mean, he said it out loud and we've been joking on this show about, you know, Steve not having enough RAM left to talk about Bitcoin because of everything he's had to do about uh, epidemiology. Listen, it, it, it can't be stressed enough that Pfizer is uh, an enemy of the state. Put aside all your notions of 
um, people, uh, good intentions, things just uh, get, getting away from them. This isn't a health care organization. It, it just isn't. And these, these magic pills that they're selling are no different than the crack on the corner in many respects in terms of where they ultimately want to take you in the dark of night. Wake up. I'd just like to reiterate that Pfizer's CEO is a horse doctor. <laughs> Again, that's literally true. He was a veterinarian. That, that is literally true. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah. Let me tell you about Keeps. Our friends over at Keeps, uh, don't worry anymore about your male pattern baldness and receding hairline because Keeps has got you covered with the generic versions of all the best FDA-approved hair loss treatments out there, so you save all kinds of money. And then they make it convenient for you to do all of this online. You snap a few pics of your hair, answer a few easy questions, and then a licensed physician recommends the right protocol for you. So you get convenience, money savings with generics, and then you save even more money to get you started. Half off your first order right now when you go to keeps.com slash grow k-e-e-p-s for keeps.com slash grow half off your first order today when you go to keeps.com slash grow all right in the overtime and we're going to record that for you here starting in about two minutes right after today's show ends uh Stu from the glenn beck show will be joining us for this conversation as well because he has been covering the kyle rittenhouse trial uh, pretty closely, so we want to get his area of ex- his expert his perspective of expertise on this, because the to me I think this is an important precedent, because I think we're heading into an era where we need to have clearly defined parameters for self defense. If you know what I'm saying, the enemy is getting bolder, more confrontational, more riotous, and more violent. And I think that a, an important precedent one way or the other about the nature of self-defense is going to be determined here by this verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. So we'll discuss what's going on in that trial with Stu from the Glenn Beck Show for our Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can watch it later today or become a Blaze TV subscriber if you'd like. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. For the rest of you, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.